dangerously close. My guest today is Steve Young. Australian-based actor Steve Young is terrific at creating memorable characters. He recently emerged as an ex-con in Lionsgate's Sons of Summer alongside Tamara Morrison and created and starred as a hot-tempered gangster in the award-winning short Hell's Kitchen. The proof-of-concept film marks the directorial and screenwriting debut for Young, who also co-produced and is now developing it into a full-length feature with his creative partner and director of photography, Joshua Perot. Yeah. All right, cool. Awesome. Hell's Kitchen has earned numerous five-star reviews and festival accolades, including winning Best Drama at World Fest Houston, the world's oldest independent film festival, as well as nominations for Best Film, Best Actor, and Best Ensemble Cast at several top 50 global festivals. Apple TV and Amazon have recognized this quality and are now distributing it worldwide. What's up, Steve? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Good, thanks. <laughs> Good intro. Thanks, man. I like I'm, that. I, I'm a I'm a bit disheveled, like I, like I was telling you uh, a moment earlier. But uh, yeah, it's. I'm just now realizing too that um, you must have maybe just woke. I don't know what your day is like, <clears> but <throat> this is like crack of dawn for you, right? You're in Australia. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> well, it's seven a.m. in the morning here. I oh, I was up at five o'clock uh especially for this so I've, I've been up and about for a while i've had my coffee so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so this is like the beginning of my saturday night so like i'm already like getting ready to kind of like light up live a live a you know a fun rest of the evening so uh i, don't, I hope we get on the, on the same like kind of like page i've had a gnarly day dude uh one of my uh friends who is a an occasional co-host on this show got attacked by a dog today like this day has been Gee. gnarly yeah we were his uh, dog or another dog uh, another uh, a dog attacked his dog he put his hand into the fight oh, and yeah. that was uh his hand does not look good <laughs> yeah. so uh for everyone listening that listens to the show uh don't worry zach's gonna be fine he's just gonna have some cool dog bite scars <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, trauma <laughs> he's a tough cookie man i'll tell you that uh yo so i just watched your uh short film uh hell's kitchen and oh yeah but like i said uh in the uh, little intro just there uh this is your directorial debut uh wanted to ask you like oh why did you pick the american gangster genre uh yeah well i i live well have my family from new jersey uh, Rutherford, New Jersey, kind of Belleville area, North Arlington. Uh, I lived and worked in New York. Um, you know, I've been going in and out of the state since I was a kid. So, you know, my 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 grandmother, she's up in Hudson County, was up in Hudson County. She's passed away. Lots of family, friends in that area. So um, I've kind of got a beat for the, the New York way of life a little bit. And I, I think I, I am. I'm obviously a huge fan of Martin Scorsese and, and the gangster genre in general. But I must admit, I mean, my friends thought I was crazy because, you know, the first thing you, you ever write, you know, I'm like, I'm going to write and direct a gangster film is my first kind of film off the block. Um, so a few of my friends thought I was a bit crazy. Um, uh, but look, I think no one's doing gangster movies um yeah you know it seems like a, a small niche um and i just thought i could do well 
Yeah, dude. Uh, but yo, didn't you like? Um, so I didn't even get to like. I mean, I barely read even a fraction of your um, kind of your bio because it was people don't want to hear me talk for five minutes. But like, you spent a lot of time in New York, right? Weren't you like a like a Wall Street like? Yeah. What's that? What well, uh, an act an actuary? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You have to be you have to be pretty smart to be an actuary, right? Like that's like like you catch all the mistakes that all the like sneaky guys are doing, right? Yeah, well, I, I well, I set up a company, and I, I we set up a we were a foreign entity that came in, in the states and set up a company, um, and I was the vice president. So I was at the time. So I went to New York. I set up the company uh, on Wall Street, and then I opened up an operation in Chicago, and I was going between both, and I grew the business. But I, um, yeah, actuaries are mathematicians, basically um, very smart. I am an affiliate member of the Institute of Actuaries, but I'm not an actual qualified actuary. So we, my company was specializing in headhunting actuaries and basically recruiting actuaries worldwide um, because it's such a small niche um, that it, no one really recruits them. And they don't, you know, it's, it's, it's a very niche market. So we, we set up the business. Um, and, and in the evening, I'd go to acting school at the T. Schreiber oh, cool. studio. And then so I studied acting and I also did stand up comedy in New York for about four years. Um, while I was studying and acting and doing comedy, I performed with Louis C.K. and Jim Gaffigan one night doing stand up comedy. Um, so that was a uh, that, that's when I realized that it, it's it was uh, it's a quite a competitive market in New York. Um, and then, um, you know, and then when I finished studying acting, I, I kind of gave it up for a while because I moved to the States because when I was on Wall Street, I was there. All my clients were financial service clients. So I was dealing with all the top top executives at the big four accounting firms, all the top actual consulting firms. Um, and I had clients um, all over the States. And the crash, the, that's when the, 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 the Wall Street crash happened. And I was obviously on Wall Street that day. Oh, was that 2000. the... The subprime mortgage crisis, that one? Yeah, 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 that crap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it was chaos. And then literally overnight, everything, I lost every single one of my clients. Oh, um, damn. It, oh, damn. Yeah, it was, it was just brutal. Yeah. And so the company struggled for years. And, and that's why I ended up in here in Australia, because, you know, they, we, you know, they, at the time, the, the, the mining was propping up the economy here. And and I was like, I'm just gonna go to Australia. So I got on a plane and came to Australia, and, and I haven't left. Hell yeah, dude! But yeah, because like uh, another thing, I think I neglected to mention in the like, I guess you were born in Scotland, raised in Australia. Is that like how it went? No, no, it's uh, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, I was born in Scotland. Um, I I went to school in Scotland. Um, but I've lived in nine countries around the world. So before I decided to get into acting and and the likes, I had lived in. You know, I, I lived in, I've been in the United States, obviously, because I've got family there. I'd been, I, I lived in Hong Kong. Uh, I lived in London, England, uh, Hong Kong, Moscow, uh, Egypt, Cairo. Um, spent some time, yeah, Singapore, Jakarta, uh, and Indonesia, Surabaya, Indonesia. Um, did business a lot, obviously, in places like Beijing and Shanghai. And um, and I lived in, obviously, Melbourne and now uh, in the Gold Coast in Queensland. So I got around, and and obviously yeah. in New York as well. I'm gonna go in ahead New just, Jersey. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, show a moment of vulnerability and say I don't know that I've had a guest on before that like gave me that much FOMO, and like one like like the fear of missing out. Like because, uh, man, I mean I you know I'm an American and like I've been I've been I've been to every single state in this country almost you know 
there's a bunch that yeah. I skipped because I didn't think there was anything that I wanted to see there. But like, <laughs> and the thing is, like, uh, like, damn, man, like Hong Kong, Moscow, like, what the hell? Like, what do you <laughs> do? They speak English in like Moscow? None of no, not not really. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Why'd you, know, you go? Was, Why'd you go there? It, it pretty, it pretty. Yeah. Uh, well, I was in between contracts. I, I, I used to. Uh, I was in between contracts. I used to be uh, uh, like a management consultant, and and, and I used to. Uh, and between, um, I spent four months in Moscow. I, I went there for four months. I didn't actually work in Moscow. I just went there to drink the vodka. In between heading the, I think so, I was heading to London to work or heading to Cairo to work. And I had a buddy, a Canadian buddy of mine, that ran a company in Moscow, and we went. I went there, um because of the timing of the contract and I spent four months there, but um, I worked and lived in all the other places. Like, um, uh, and yeah, it was a rough place. You know, I had a gun thrown in my, like the militia, they would follow you as a foreigner. They, they, they try to get money off you. And it was pretty rough. It was a yeah. pretty crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild, I man. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I know just like, I was kind of getting into like the early years. I'd be like, you know, the the pre-acting but like so it was like i guess like acting something you always wanted to do or is was that something you just kind of picked up like you did comedy you did stand up you you did like you opened for like louis ck is like where did acting come into like into play like because honestly it sounds so to me personally as someone who hasn't really got to see the world like being able to just travel like be like yo i'm gonna go to cairo now i'm gonna go to uh belfast now i'm gonna go to yeah moscow like how do you kind of like give that up to like to something like so much harder? It is, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Acting's hard. I, I don't actually enjoy it that much. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I, I love hate relationship. You know, yeah. I, I love, but I, I, I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be hard. Um, I, it was just one day I was sitting in my apartment in in New York, in New Jersey, actually, uh, Jersey City. I lived there for a while, and um, I, I, I was always creative. When I was younger, I, I when I was a teenager, I worked as a dancer and I did some cabaret and stuff. And and I I I was like, you know, I think I, I want to be an actor and, and stand up comedy. And I just literally signed up and auditioned and went when it went to school. Um, but it was strange because when I after the corporate situation on Wall Street, when I came to Australia, I gave up. I kind of gave up acting and I gave up comedy. It was a strange time. And I kind of settled here. And I was a, almost an older actor. I kind of get any acting later in life. And I had this kind of body of work corporate. Um, but the senior, the, the, the experience that I had, I think, set me up nicely to do acting. And it wasn't until the last few years where something clicked. And that's when I started to take it seriously. And then obviously things have kind of gone gangbusters in a few years i i've made a focus on it and you know i've shot and i've you know been in a few quite a few feature films and you know i've created my own projects a couple of my own projects including impulse um which uh is a uh, a pilot for a, it was a big fan film that's um uh screening next week in la actually um and yeah this the the shift once i think i in my mind, I was like, yeah, I can do this and I can do this professionally. Because every time I kind of acted, I was kind of either getting nominated or winning awards. And and I thought, I've actually got talent. I'm, I'm starting to believe in yourself. It's a neo moment where I'm like, I can, I can actually do this. 
um, seriously and professionally. And and as soon as I got that in my brain, then it just happened. Oh yeah. You know, I, I think a question I might've asked you before, like I got to know you a little bit better was going to be like, Oh, well, you know, why'd you uh, take this, this leap from uh, I'm acting and now I'm going to start directing, but uh, hearing a little bit more about your past, I'm like, uh, I get the impression that uh, you're not intimidated by trying new things at any moment. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm definitely not. Um, I mean, I, I've, yeah, well, look, Hell's Kitchen was, I've been collaborating for a while with my uh, Josh um, on projects. And when I got the gig, when I landed Blood Vessel, when I was working with, I got to spend a few days working uh, with Alyssa Sutherland, who Vikings, she was in the Vikings TV show, uh, Evil Dead Rises, Chris Kirby, who was uh, Mauser in Matrix 2 and 3 and a whole bunch of movies. Um, who else? You know, some well, well-known well actors, um, very established. You kind of realize you, you really raise your game. Um, yeah. And I that gave me th that launches i just adds confidence and then you, i get another feature and then boom, i realized that i was like i should create my own work you know i've always kind of been that way you know and and, and you get taught that at school as well you know create your own projects if you can if you, if you get the money or the resources etc um and so i'd never written before i mean i'd written jokes for stand-up comedy um yeah. uh but i'd never written before and i hadn't um I knew I had enough experience and directing. I just knew I could do it. You know, I, I, I kind of work with a choreographer and I used to teach a bit of dancing when I was younger. I was very good with people for my corporate experience and what, and I know actors and I'm like, I can direct. So yeah, when I wrote Hell's Kitchen, you know, I was a bit, I guess a little bit cocky, I guess when I was like, I'm going to write this. It's going to win a whole bunch of awards, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to, I didn't realize how successful it would be to, to kind of write, direct, produce, do the wardrobe, uh, every detail of the production, the project of it, I obviously funded it and paid everybody, and I did it all um, as a proof of concept, like Whiplash, like those movies, uh, yeah. Lockstock. Yeah. I think, I think even Reservoir Dogs was done as a as a as a proof of concept um, to 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 raise funds for a feature, um, and that's what I did, and and that was my purpose, and then obviously a whole bunch of five star reviews started to come in, and you know it started to get selected a top 50 film festivals and then it's one and so it kind of got this kind of snowball effect proof of concept it's not like a term that most people are familiar with so like uh when you do something as, as proof of concept like what does that term mean yeah so you you um you shoot a couple of scenes from the feature film ver version and uh you kind of put it together so it kind of works as a kind of short format film i.e short film okay and then you use that as a as like your resume like a your pitch deck and so you put it out there with a, a business plan and, and, and then say, look, this is, you know, I want you to invest in this movie so we can shoot the feature film. Um, and, but I, you know, I mean, the distributor in London called me up and they were like shocked. They were like, Amazon want this. And we, they just put short films on their platform. Uh, and so, yeah, then Apple and uh, Google, um, so yeah, um, obviously it's, it's now out. It's been out for a few months, I think now. Um, oh yeah, I was actually so stoked because uh, I looked in. Uh, yeah, when I I have Amazon, so I was like, I went on there and uh, at first I was like pissed off because you know like that Gordon Ramsay TV show. Oh uh, yeah, it like it sucks because like that pops up first, and I'm like, no, I want a, the movie. <laughs> but uh, 
is it wasn't hard to find it's just like the first thing that doesn't have his face on it so also anybody you know that's gonna go check it out just it takes like one second to just find the one thing that's not gordon ramsay <laughs> yeah yeah you can tell by the poster it's a gangster movie pretty yeah pretty pretty good but i was inspired by things like sopranos um because i used to live around those kind of areas where the shot that you know with the sopranos and um Donnie Brasco and a touch of Carlito's way, you know, that is sort of the things that inspired oh, me to, to, be, to make it. Before you go any further, this is a question that I had to ask you before you uh, say any more films. Uh, I wanted to say, all right, Steve Young's top five gangster films, in your opinion, you can, you, uh, can, you can rank them or you could just put it out five. I, I know, it's, I know that's a hard, hard question. I've been thinking about, about all day. Yeah. Uh, number one has to be the Godfather, the original. Uh, Godfather one or Godfather two? Uh, Godfather one. Uh, second would be Goodfellas. I would. I would. Okay. I'm actually. I'm. I'm with you 100 on board. Except for I put Godfellas. I mean, sorry, Goodfellas one. Uh, I put Goodfellas number one. Godfather number two in my list. Yeah. No, they're very close. They're very hard to kind of pull apart. Um, yeah. So definitely they're top two. Both great. Um, yeah, and then the third one I'd probably say is the Godfather Part Two. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. So we we have the exact same opinion on the third one. This is crazy how much we have the same opinion. We just uh, we only we just mix up the first one. Yeah, and then the the fourth one I'd say is probably uh, for me uh, would be Carlitos Way. Really, Carlitos just, Way? Yeah, this I mean, is something great, great, great film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then the fifth one. Uh the fifth one is a tough one. Uh I yeah, I'd probably say well, I'm not sure, maybe maybe Donnie Brasco or maybe uh, uh what's the one with uh Denis uh Heat? Yeah, I oh, know Heat's a, Heat's an interesting one. Actually, that's an interesting one on the list. Yeah, Heat, Heat's um, Heat's now Heat's in my top five. Actually, is it, not, yeah. well, uh, Donnie, Donnie Brasco was actually, I had to think it over like for a long time. I was like, is Donnie Brasco in the top five? But oh, it couldn't beat Heat. Black Mass. Oh, Black, Black Mass. Mass. Yeah. Pretty good. The Departed is obviously uh, definitely in there as well. Yeah. yeah so I yeah. think you've kind of got a real fight for fifth place, like The Departed, Donnie Brasco, Black Mass, because Black Mass is around all about uh, Whitey Bulger out of, out of Boston. Yeah. Um that gang and um yeah, they're they're interesting. He was brutal. Jesus. Johnny <laughs> Matrimano, the the hitman that but yeah, that's an interesting story, period. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm trying to try to think like I don't want to interrupt, but I just want I'm trying to remember like where like because I landed on my top five. So yeah, it was Goodfellas, uh Godfather One, Godfather Two, then Heat, and what was the one that I it wasn't departed, but it was like <sighs> close to that. Man, there's so many. You know what? I'm just gonna leave the fifth one open for now. <laughs> yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit tough, man. Yeah, it's a bit tough. Uh, I have a question though. Like, so I mean, just in Australia, like I know there's a mafia presence in Australia. I don't know, like what, like what their level is, or like, you know, however, however they got, like, how if they ever got big, like the New York mafia. But how are they different than like uh, the New York mafia? Like, do they have Australian accents or like? <laughs> yeah. <they all> do. <laughs> The Aussie accent is an interesting one. Yeah. Look, you don't really hear about 
gun there's no guns here and the, the bikies are there's bikey gangs here um oh, similar yeah. uh, you get a you get a few bikey gangs here um that's really where most of the criminal activity happens or you read about it in the news or if someone ever gets shot which is very very rare and it's the bikey gangs um I, I don't i'm not aware of any organized crime uh like mafia style except for bikey bikey gangs that oh crazy yeah, that's that's I don't really hear of any of that and like the Hell's Angels kind of shit. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, you stay. You obviously, if you see that, you just stay away from them. They're obvious because they get the jackets on. The ambulance. Yeah, but they like, but they don't have guns, right? So they're like, I always forget. Like, yeah, there was a there was a mass shooting in Australia. I don't know what year that was. I I learned this from Jim Jeffries, mostly that yeah. uh, like they just that Australia was like, all right, shut it down. You can't have machine guns. And, you know, like where I live, especially, especially where I live, because I live in the, the Southern part of the United States. I live in the South where yeah. every single Yahoo has, I mean, I'm talking about, they have like assault rifles and that's not a joke, man. This is like, like I, I'll get like, when I drive, I used to get kind of angry, you know, like road ragey, but like yeah. the, the proliferation of like assault rifles up in these dudes' trucks, I'm like, eh, you know what? <laughs> You cut me off. It's fine. I don't need to get. I don't, yeah, need, I know, this, right? I don't need this dude like emptying a clip into me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And then and then yeah. getting and then getting let off for, like on this like stand your ground law. It's it's pretty fucking gnarly and shitty over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm very 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 familiar with it. When I was on Wall Street, um, part of my job was to go around the states for uh, actuarial uh, exhibits. Um, or events so i would travel around the states and i would exhibit a lot of actuarial events throughout the united states so i got to see a fair bit of the states um and yeah the different you know gun happy states over some others but yeah you wouldn't <laughs> want to road rage and then jump out of your car for the guy to jump out with a newsy yeah you know, <laughs> you know schwarzenegger <laughs> style <laughs> yeah yeah you can cut me off it's fine uh i know like uh <laughs> i'm about to like spring something on you because uh i don't know if if you've listened to this podcast before but uh a lot of times we have co-producer colleen just kind of like handle part what's going to happen and whenever we have a talented actor uh sometimes we do a special acting exercise and if you're cool with it it's this i have three dishes full of notes that are written by co-producer colleen each yeah. one contains a for you it's just going to be like uh the role of a gangster just like and you like it'll be like you kind of play that kind of the same way you did in hell's kitchen you know but you'll be a yeah. different character different kind of level of gangster you might be a don or you know who knows i kind of just yeah. gave her well we watched the, we watched the film together and she was like i got the idea and so uh <laughs> <laughs> for yeah. me uh so we also we have uh movie scenarios which changes the plot setting all that shit and then for me, which is always just, I think, fun for people to, just to laugh at me because I'm not an impressionist. Uh, and oh, from yeah. the past, people know that uh, that's not what I do. But my shitty impressions, I think, add like a little bit of flavor to the whole uh, mix. Well, and, well, I, and, and then uh, just, and then and then and then in post, what I do is I send this podcast over to co-producer Bill, <laughs> who adds in Foley music sound effects and creates <laughs> Three short uh, uh, yeah. film film trailers out of it. So if you, I know I got, I got, I got the perfect one for you. I got the perfect one. How about this? Since you and I, our favorite movie is The Godfather. Yeah. How about I impersonate 
and I play Marlon Brando, I'm going to sound like Marlon Brando in The Godfather. I'm going to play that character. Okay, I love it. Do do you want to do so? Uh, so I'm not going to pull any cards for you. You'll always be Don Corleone. I'll always be. I'll be Don Corleone. Okay, but the situation. I'll do the accent. The, don't worry. The situation will. Okay, let me let me try if I can see if I can do it. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> he's he's very nasal. He's like you. You come to <clears throat> me. Uh, <clears throat> if you had come to me as a friend, uh, these scumbags would have already. Been dead. I'm, I'm fucking this up really bad. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll step in. <laughs> what did I do? What did I do? What did I do to deserve such disrespect? <laughs> no, Bonazas, Bonazas. What I've ever done for you to treat me so disrespectful? That is spot on. To be married, and you okay. asked me to commit murder for money, but you don't ask for respect. You don't even think to call me Godfather. <laughs> Yo, know, my, my youngest son Michael. Like, well, he's because of this Salazzo business. Got him all these trumped up false charges. I gotta make arrangements to bring him back to America. But I'm a superstitious man. If he should be shot by a police officer in the head, struck by a bolt of lightning, or hang himself in his police cell, jail cell. I'm gonna blame some people in this room. Not do not forgive. <laughs> oh, that was so good. All right. You are Don Corleone. And uh that's it. We're not gonna we're not gonna pull any cards for you. So let me get let me find yours. Uh okay, this is movie plot scenes. Keep that. Uh gangster hierarchy, that's for Steve. Getting rid of that. And for Doug, famous movie gangsters. Um so I'm just going to say, like, for people that are listening to this, that, like, listen to the podcast all the time, you already know that I, man, what it is, what I, what I lack in ability, I make up for in uh, <laughs> uh, enthusiasm. enthusiasm. Yeah. Do you know that quote? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. however, <laughs> we're about to make movie trailer magic. All right. So first off, Steve is Don Corleone. We are going to be in Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, yeah. By the way, I, I want to mention again, uh, uh, Bill, co-producer Bill, is going to put in like Foley and music. And <laughs> yeah. It's gonna, it's really going to be awesome. All right. <laughs> and I am Jack Nicholson from The Departed. Hell yeah. We use it. Didn't you put that in your top five? Yeah. Yeah. Top five. Departed. All right, man. Uh, so, do, all right. So, oh, do do you want me to start off, or do you want like it's 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 either like I I can kick it off, you kick it off. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah. So it's a scene out of just pretend that we're in a scene out of Jurassic Park as these let, two characters. Let's say like we've uh uh Doctor Grant, Ellie Ellie Sattler, and Don Corleone have just arrived <laughs> in those jeeps to Jurassic Park, and <laughs> let's say like instead of John Hammond, uh, it's jack nicholson playing john hammond does that sound like a way to kick this the fuck off <laughs> uh, it certainly does um, all right <clears throat> welcome to jurassic park we have taken dino dna but every time you talk to me you distract me and i can't fucking write wendy oh what's going on with all these dinosaurs you know i look like my ex-wife 
I, uh, I got a, I got a guy who can arrange to have, uh, have a couple of dinosaurs whacked. We'll make him an offer he can't refuse. I appreciate what you're saying, but I'm telling you, this is Jurassic Park. Don Corleone. It's my part, Don Corleone. So if you don't like it, you can get out. Look, you got two options. You can sign the rights over to the park. We're signing this piece of paper. It's either your signature's gonna be on it or your brains are gonna be on it. What do you wanna do? Here's Johnny. That was the that was the best I could possibly do. Like, all right, in post in post, that's gonna sound fantastic. So let's just move yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, holy shit! Okay, moving forward, we are doing uh, Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. <clears throat> uh, are you familiar with Pokemon? No. Okay, well, it's like a fuck, man. It's a cartoon. Anime. Yeah, you gotta like so you catch you catch you catch very rare animals and you make them fight. It's kind of actually almost in some ways kind of so I I don't really I'm not very familiar. It's a lot like dog fighting, so I think it might uh, work with gangsters. <laughs> okay. Okay, and holy shit, I just pulled Marlon Brando Godfather. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, head on head, Marlon Brando Godfather Pokemon. I came here to collect them all, collect all the Pokemon. What have I done to deserve such disrespect? You know, because of all this Salazzo business, I'm gonna have to take all of your fucking cards. Because you get into this drug business and you're doing all these cards, we can't allow it. I'm gonna take them all, and that's how it's gonna be. just want to say, look at how they massacred my Pikachu. Look at how they massacred my Pikachu. I know you think all these dragons and all these beasts are all very pretty and nice, but you know, I think you're obsessed. To be honest, I think you're obsessed. And you know, I swear on my, 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 the souls of my grandchildren, that I'll not be the one here today to start a war. But if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm gonna find your family, and you're gonna kill your dog, and your mother, and all your family, and your cousins, and your aunts, and your goldfish. I'm gonna find everybody you went to school with, and we're gonna kill them too. I wanna just hand down the business to my Charizard. I just wanna say that. Uh, we are also two clones of Don Corleone, and I'm obviously the lesser clone, and that's why I don't sound correct. And in scene, fuck, that was man. It sucks. I had to pull out the same character you were doing like fantastically better than me. But all right, there's only one more, and I I appreciate your all patience. Right. Uh, your patience is your yeah. your patience is. You should. I want to give you. I know you're, you're catching a lot of awards right now, but I'm going to hand you a, a my views of my own award for 
patience amongst Doug's <laughs> terrible <laughs> impressions and insane ideas for what is uh, an appropriate way to interview a person. All right. Now we're doing Halloween Michael Myers franchise. I'm sure you're familiar with that. This is the guy with the oh yeah the knife yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. the mask. Okay, uh, you are once again Don Corleone, and I am. Let's see. <clears throat> Fuck yes, I'm Ray Liotta from Godfellas. I'm excited. Oh. Okay. I can actually, I can, I, I can do a Ray Liotta. <clears throat> yeah, nice. Uh, all Ray I ever, Liotta. all I ever wanted to do was be a serial killer because they could do whatever they want. <laughs> 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 you know, Michael Myers, he moved slow. But that's because he knew he didn't have to move for anybody. <laughs> I know, I'm, not, I'm not really setting us up for a really good like dialogue here. Uh, Ray Liotta and Goodfellas is always kind of like just he's not really like a he's not really a like a boss usually. Well, why don't I switch and do? Uh, Chris, Christopher Walken's been uh, as a gangster. He's been in the gangster movies. Well, fuck yeah, you do Christopher Walken, then I'll do uh, Ray Liotta. Do Christopher be... Walken, right? I'll do Christopher Walken, and you do. Uh... You do really Yoda. Michael Myers thinks it's better to be a serial killer than the president of the United States because he can do whatever he wants. Hey, I'm gonna punch you in your fucking head, Karen. Is which that's what, that's what I call Michael Myers. Uh, you know, Michael, hey, fuck him. What are you gonna do? This watch, I got this watch. For five years, this watch has been up my ass. What we're gonna do, we'll get the watch, we'll find Michael. I like Michael. Get the watch. Fuck Michael. What was they saying? We kill him. No, we get his sister, and we kill his sister. And then, yeah, fuck it. I'm an actor from Brooklyn. I love being a gangster, but sometimes I have to ask Polly. Hey, Polly, Polly, Michael Myers is after us. <laughs> okay, we'll just get a fucking end scene there because uh, I'm garbage at this, and you're fucking nailing it. So I'm gonna ask you like, so we're off script now. I've already like, I'm out of questions, and you burned through that by making me look like a fool so i have to ask you though uh i know you don't do stand-up well actually i don't know you don't do stand-up anymore but i assume that uh that was something you were uh doing in new york you still fucking with it you still get out there i i don't get out there but i i um i I, but when i wrote hell's kitchen because technically when i you know the reason why i got the the part i don't know if i told you that obviously i haven't told you the story but and this is the thing about making your own projects when we made impulse um so me and josh we made just to dive this is a good point actually so when i made hell's kitchen <clears throat> the reason i got the part with tamora morrison um who's, who's a huge actor obviously um i didn't have to audition or read for it or anything because of that work that, that body of work the director saw it saw some of my footage and just they, they, they called me out and it was like I went and meet him and I and he said, Oh, I wanna I've got this, he gave me the script and we had this meeting during the day, and he's like, uh, I want you to be, you know, and it, it, the Star Wars guy, you know, tomorrow. Now I'm thinking he must be confused. There's no way. And I said, Oh, tomorrow Morrison, and he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you so what do you want? You want me to read for it or do you want me to 
you know, audition. And he's like, no, 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 I don't think you understand. The part's yours. I've already seen your work. That's it. It's done. You're in. And so it's very rare. <clears throat> so when we did, uh, so that's a testament to an actor being able to do their own work. If you can create a body of work at that quality, then it can lead to just parts and, and keep parts. So that's when I got to work with Tamar Morrison. But we did Impulse as well. That is a pilot. And I play the reverse flash and thousands of fans were going nuts over it. And my performance of it, that my take on, on, on that, I don't know if you've seen it, but with the interesting part, we released that uh, and uh, it, it went gangbusters online. We released it globally on YouTube and it went gangbusters and literally overnight. If you can imagine a, a line going up, up, up and then one day it just disappeared because we pretty much got shadow banned. It's that oh. good. Fuck that, really? Yeah, overnight That's we had 130,000 fans. It was going nuts. Just trajectory up, up, up. And in the back end, the ACU, all the stats, literally two days before the trailer came out for The Flash, bang, <clears throat> just vanished. It, well, it's still on there, but the the the, the views and that. So it's like just a clever way of shadow banning something with quality. But look, I don't care. It's testament to how good it, how good it is yeah. and the quality. But that, that performance... I was very, we're very proud of it. and uh, um, uh, But look, again, that's the thing that I think if you can make your own work of that kind of cal caliber, then ultimately it leads to additional work. Um, and I'm confident once that so my, we're, we're just working on our next feature film, which is a, is a horror, not Hell's Kitchen, because that's a big, big budget. Um, yeah. Um, but the next one is like a X-File-esque Silence Falls. Oh, yeah. Um, hell yeah, dude. So hey, are you like a giant X Files fan like like me? Oh like, yeah, I mean, both Josh and I are X Files nuts. Yeah, grew so, up on it. Like, dude, I'm gonna tell you, yeah. I'm gonna tell you the honest truth. Like, so like growing up in America, like you know, a lot of things are things you don't realize till you're older. When I was a kid, I thought I wanted to be an FBI agent so bad because I thought the X Files was real, and I was like, that's my dream. But then I found out in real life that FBI doesn't really do anything cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i i i yeah i'm a huge uh and it's yeah david i love david the when i go back and look at the early the first season i can see how they've kind of the actors learned on the job and it just became better and better as the seasons went on and um but just i i just yeah we're obsessed with the x-files so we were watching a bit of that and the writing and uh just inspired us where it's like a psychological <clears throat> touch of horror X-File-esque alien. Yeah, it's going to, you know, me and my daughter, we're going to the woods, cabin in the woods kind of thing. Silence Falls, the town's all weird. There's a weird shit happening. There's a military uh, base that that's set up. There's UFO sightings there as well that have been run for, for decades, and it's a pretty creepy little town. So it's an American product. Everything we do is American. As in oh, we don't... Oh, you, you, know, you, shoot, you shoot here. You shoot in the U.S. No, no, no. We shoot here, but any oh. projects that we do is is American film. It's oh. Americanized. Yeah, yeah. For a global audience, no, you know, it's a shame because no one really wants. Well, no one really. It's about ROI as well. It's a business. People forget it's a business. It's just about a return on investment. Yeah. Um, I don't want to make fluffy shit that that indie stuff or that it's just not quality that people are not going to watch globally. So we we make it for a global audience. Yeah, and I think like people do forget like certain things like you know because everyone thinks like Hollywood produces everything, and uh, if you forget like you know George Romero, 
he shot uh night of the living dead one of the biggest movies of all time to this day that shit was shot in uh not phil not philadelphia uh pittsburgh shot that shit in pittsburgh with all pittsburgh actors everyone on the cruise pittsburgh like i mean in it's every zombie film that's ever been made since then is based off that work. So, I mean, like you think uh, the global capacity of like, especially things are changing so much, you know? So are are you shooting on the, on the gold coast? Uh, Yeah. We'll shoot it in and around uh, Queensland and Australia. Um, And the gold coast, there's a lot of hinterlands or like, it's it's, it's crazy because it's such a huge state, but you can, you can drive an hour and you're in like the woods and up in the mountains and you're like, yeah, looking at almost pine tree. It looks like parts of the states, yeah. you know, in certain areas. So, um, the kind of the, the trees and so forth, and um, uh, really scary cabins. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> um, we, we'll, we'll shoot it. We'll shoot it around uh, around here, and it's it's just easy easy to shoot. But uh, yeah, but if you get a chance, impulse. If you look it up on YouTube, it's a pilot. Um, we're if we win the film festival next week in LA, which we're confident we will, the special effects are insane. Um, I mean, the fans online were like the the Flash series, the chart, the, the I think the last season there's two million an episode, <clears throat> and people that the fans were just going, this looks better than the <laughs> the episodes of the last couple of seasons of the Flash. Uh, they're not that if. Yeah, the TV show. So, so you, got, you, guys comp- get, you guys are hit by uh, by DC, right? Is that what uh, we don't forced? know? I can't mention any. Yeah, we don't know. Well, there, there was like a there's a ton of shit going on. I, I'm sure you're all familiar with uh with all the controversy on the Flash, and it was kind of like it was like a lot of DC films these days are kind of like a bit of kind of a flop. But uh, people were kind of calling for that dude that plays the Flash to like step down. I don't, oh, I, don't yeah. even, I don't even know why, but I, I think he did some dickhead Lost shit. For a little bit of time. Yeah. So yeah, dude. Uh, usually, I just wait till the end to like uh, say like, "Yo, where, where can we check this out?" But like, uh, just off the right now, like, "Yo, where can we check out uh, this anti Flash?" Yeah, so it's called Impulse. Um, okay. So we we it's an origin story. It's for the fans. So the 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 first uh, most of the film uh, is very much more for the for the young fans. And it starts to get dark when the, there's a death in it and it switches. And that's where my character is. And then it starts to feel and look like the movies. It starts to get dark and and then, and then I come in. So it's, it's a little bit like watching two different types of film within the one film. But Impulse is on YouTube. Just type in Impulse dash or comma, whatever, Cine Studios, and you'll probably find it. Um, so Cine Studios is a C-I-N-A studio. Cine Studio? Yeah, CINA I or CIN. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes too. No, sorry, Cine E C I N Studio Studio. Yeah, sign C C I N E like cinema. Then studios with an S at the end. C I N E S T U D I O S, and then just put in impulse, and you should get the episode coming up on uh, on youtube Yo, but, see, steve um, can i put you like hella on the spot again like another yeah. like just kind of like uh i keep forgetting also like you just woke up and i'm over here like in america like america i've been like this is like 
my evening. I'm all just like, yeah. <laughs> like wired, drinking caffeine all day. Just like, you know, you're like, you're like, uh, I've been out of bed for five minutes, and this dude's like, do uh, impressions for me. But uh, yeah. I, was, I, I, I am curious, and honestly, man, if you don't remember, it's fine. But uh, yeah, when you're doing stand up, man, did you have a favorite bit? And if you did, could you like just like share the bit? Um, a lot of us say pretty x-rated i don't even know you could pull it off these days um, oh, you could you could pull off any fucking goddamn thing you want on this podcast i guarantee um, okay. you do we'd say crazy <clears throat> shit only well, thing I, I, I think the only thing i gotta worry about is like you know we can't say assassinate someone that, oh, that, yeah, yeah. that's yeah that's pretty much your only um so you can't say assassinate someone that's it <laughs> uh yeah well i used to tell i'd, I'd have my <clears throat> I can tell you two different one or, one or two different types of jokes. I can tell you so th- this is this is my favorite joke that I wrote, and I kind of put part of it into uh, in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, I cool. actually put a lot of it, right, but I'll, then I'll tell you a joke that I think is a very funny joke. So, which is not in Hell's Kitchen, obviously, but um, so my well, my favorite joke is when uh, I'd come out on stage and I would I would be like, uh, this is one of my opening jokes. When I'd walk out and I go, okay. <clears throat> All right, guys, give me a show of hands. So you get the audience. There's 300 people in the in the studio that were were there, and um, I used this actually when I, mean, I followed Louis C.K. that one night. So that I came out. There's 300 people. Everybody's there. There there there's couples. There's married couples. There's people on dates. You know, the first, second, third date. You know, all these happy couples sitting there. I come on stage and I go, okay, okay, give me a show of hands. All right, guys, give me a show of hands. Who here, how many guys in here, who here has had a blowjob whilst wearing a condom? And all the guys are putting their hands up and they're all the, all the guys are like, yeah, yeah, me, me, me. And I go, well, I'm here to tell you, don't ever admit to that shit because now everybody knows you fucked a hooker. Oh, shit. That is X-rated. <laughs> it, it is X-rated. And so what happens is, you, you, you know, you've got all these guys who put their hands up. Yeah, you know, they had a blowjob where I was wearing a condom, and then all the women they're like, I reckon I've basically broken up a lot of couples on the way home. And I oh, yeah, <laughs> so oh. they're pretty brutal. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, you're yeah, you're like, uh, you're on that like that brutal level. No, I, yeah, <laughs> do you want me to that's... tone it down? Or you give a joke that's more no, no, I'm, I, no, I was actually just thinking like because you just said. Earlier, when you said you followed Louis C.K., I was like, "Oh shit!" I wasn't expecting that you had to like come after that dude because he's pretty fucking raunchy yeah, himself. So I thought you like yeah. said you warmed up, warmed up. You like came after. No, no, Louis no, no. He, he, you were like, he, "Oh, yeah, yo, let me turn up." You're like, you, you thought his shit was fucked up, like, <laughs> yeah, we hear my stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> that was awesome, he, man. Are you, are you? I mean, are you done with comedy? You're gonna like. You can do it some more, man. Although I, mean, I don't know, I keep thinking about getting back into it. The problem I had was I'd write ten pages of stuff I thought was funny in my head, and then I realized only half a page was stage worthy would translate to the stage. So yeah, it's a lot of work doing. Because like like in the in the short film, you know, like yeah, just mob dudes telling fucking jokes to each other, and then, you know, <laughs> it's like this is exactly the kind of joke you would expect a mob dude to just say, you know. Ah, oh, I I listened to. I studied the transcribes, the transcriptions, the FBI things online, and you can hear real mobsters talk. 
um, from wiretaps. Yeah. And I, I listened to a lot of them and uh, they were brutal. I actually toned it down. I mean, I, I actually was asked twice by the actors to tone some of the, the two of the jokes to the, the like, they just did chit chat conversations because very high dialogue and we're just chit chatting away. Yeah. And so when I was writing it, I was writing it as, you know, I kind of set out to write the characters as me playing all of the characters, like the personality of me and all of them. And then I wrote a lot of black humor and, and that kind of mix, which doesn't, you know, what does that say about me? But then I, then I, I told him, obviously acted straight and that's how you achieve the, 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 re, the realism. Um, but it's, and it's a lot of black humor, but the way they, they talk, but um, I, I think even small things like, you know, I, I took my niece to this, trying to get into the Statue of Liberty, you know, but it was close for maintenance. And I said, well, uh, that, uh, that, 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 um, what was I said? You know, I'm not, that, that makes, that makes her the only woman in New York that's hard to get into. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, the Statue of Liberty is close, but, but that, you know, these, the, the, like almost every sentence I was trying to write it in a humorous way Yeah. that, but it matches the way they, they, they speak. Um, yeah. but they're, they're brutal. I thought I was, less aggressive than than uh real gangsters but um yeah well yeah those, those, those dudes would be like just be like like shooting dudes in the head so i imagine they're like uh their level of like comedy is gonna be like they're gonna need like a little more bite yeah they're like yeah if cock this and this and that they, they're, they're, they swear constantly they yeah. just constantly swear um and they, they, they talk about obviously brutal things anyway but it was fun to play i mean i had an absolute blast the, the character that, that yeah it was just a, it was an absolute blast you should see the read the feature film script i mean i introduced a whole five family fictional five families oh, um yeah. and i've replaced all the five families so it blurs the you can uh, you know in the in the short film when he's talking about you know the real estate developer with a funny hair yeah right you say hey, you know you got you know, talk my guy Roy. Get get him to talk to my guy Roy. You people don't realize I'm talking about Studio Fifty Four, and I'm talking about Roy Cohen, and I'm talking about the real estate developer with the funny hair, which is Donald Trump, President. Oh Donald shit! Trump. Holy fuck! Oh people my god! Really, you know, well, yeah. When I, I start telling everybody I, what the what you don't. So if I if I was to give you a breakdown of every cent, we don't mention anything. Obviously, it's yeah. played in a fictional world, but it's blurring. The lines between, because all the cement coming in and out of Manhattan during the seventies, forget about it, right? You needed yeah. to. You were getting through the mob if it was above two million at least, anyway. And he was the air rights above um, when he's when he built whatever tower. But I mean, he, he didn't have any any. So the subtleties when he talk about the porn star, you still seen that porn star. That's a reference to Linda Lang. You know, Elmer Dahori was a real uh, art thief so uh art forger world top 10 and yeah. so when he talks about you know picassos and renoirs that's the plan and so it's so fast paced that people watch it two three times before the story get it and then yeah they don't know that's that's exactly what i was gonna say it's so fast paced like i think i might have caught some of that shit if i like if i so i watched it one one time like right before i talked to you pretty much and then like <laughs> yeah like we said like the real estate developer with the 
like the fucked up hair. Funny hair. Like duh, funny duh, hair. duh, duh Donald hair. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, and then the famous line when he says, uh, he, he said they makes more, more. You'll gather at nightclub on West Fifty Fourth or whatever, um, or uh, whatever he said. And then he goes, Studio Fifty Four. The bags of cash is famous about the 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 IRS couldn't find it, but the war were bags of cash. Um, uh, the, the, the everything, every line in that movie is either something that personally happened to me, someone I know, or it's true. It happened in real life, but it's blurred. And then they, and the references are all things that happened. And then a lot of that stuff, there's either classic jokes in there or a lot of that original jokes, obviously that, that I wrote. So when I break it down to the actors, their eyes popped out of their head. I was like, you're saying this, but you're talking about this and you're saying that and you're talking about that. And it means yeah. this and it's connected, this and it's connected, that and the whole, like, holy shit. Every single sentence in that, that whole script is, is uh, has meaning. All right, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna rewatch it now with like uh, <clears throat> open eyes. Yo, but Steve, I have one last question to ask you. It's the most important question of all. How can yeah. people? All right, first of all, how can they check out your films? How can they follow you? Uh, anything you got coming up? All that good stuff. Yeah, so I got a public profile, Steve Young actor on Facebook. Um, that this public, they can follow me there. Uh, Sons of Summer with Tamora Morrison uh, is out in cinemas. I think it's already out on Amazon in the US. Um, Blood Vessel is also out. Impulse is on YouTube. Hell's Kitchen is on uh, Amazon, Apple TV, and Google Play. You can get that there. Um, uh uh, and um how else could you follow me um i think you facebook the steve young actor is probably the easiest thing um it's public you can go on there you can follow me you can message me you can talk to me i've had yeah. a few crazy people reach out to me though off of hell's kitchen because they didn't like yeah. the way i portrayed them in americans but i mean that's gonna happen oh they, they yeah, watch, yeah. watch it on apple tv or amazon and then they just try and re- like i don't know trying to talk to me reach out of me which is fine um i but, it was a spoiler alert to people that listen to this podcast i got a new segment coming up called doug response to hate mail i got a bunch of people that have been sending me some cruel mean <laughs> things and we will be responding shortly actually i was i was putting it off i was like nah man i don't i don't fucking you know negativity blah 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 and my buddy was like no nah, man haters are good and you should be thankful for the haters. And Thanksgiving is coming up. It's a it's an American holiday. I don't know if you guys yeah. celebrate that shit in. Uh, no, I, I still I, I I've always celebrated it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good holiday to just eat a bunch and fucking be thankful. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. The, the, I think the uh, Thanksgiving episode is literally gonna be me answering the hate mail, which is hilarious because all these jackasses <laughs> that have said things to me like like really mean shit. The funniest thing is they all like hit me up from like their public, like, their open public instagram profiles and bullshit like that and i'm like it's easy for me to just go in there and be like oh okay come back coming in hot <laughs> so uh we'll see how that goes i don't know what the legality of this is uh steve yeah. thank you so much for being on the podcast man i'll be a fantastic what is it is it tomorrow there is it sunday there it is sunday so i'm in the future you want a lottery tickets i was going <laughs> to fucking say that Man, if only if only we had that scam, I would share every last penny with you. I swear. But uh, man, Steve, 
thank you so much for being on the podcast, bro. Uh, I hope yeah, you have a fantastic awesome. Sunday, and I hope that I have one tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a pleasure, man. It's awesome talking to you, Doc. Thanks, man. It's good to meet you too, man. Yeah. All right. Take care. See ya.